Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100% fuck yeah, join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going and at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned, this is not your grandma's podcast. You know, sometimes, especially as a woman, it it can be disheartening when men take up the airspace, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's like, what about my voice? I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook lately, there was this move to have women black out their pictures I to give seen men that. a taste of what it's like not to have women around, you mm. know? And, <sighs> and I, I could, I totally get where that comes from. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go on strike a few times when I was a mom. Yeah. And Iceland did it, right? The, the day the women. I, lo- I love this topic. I think it's perfect. You know, what's interesting is I'm really glad you showed up. Oh, thank you. Because I want to have a conversation today that's a little vulnerable. Okay. Yeah, it's and, a bit serendipitous that she showed up, actually. Yeah, it's mm. it's really, actually, really important. And I think yeah. with this whole topic, something that is missing <clears throat> is, is it called introspection? Is that a word? Introspective? Mm. Um, men need to be talking to men. I agree. And women need to be talking to women. Mm-hmm. And then we need to have a conversation. Yeah. There's too much men versus women. Whether, not all sides, not all people, but it's mm-hmm. like a big make-wrong conversation. Yeah. And we're not actually working together. And the thing of it is, is we don't get each other. Yeah. And it's like we're like pretending like we get each other. And, and we're just ignoring the other side. That's not what's going on. We don't get each other. Men really don't get it. I'm clear about this and and I really want to hear your perspective and your feedback because I don't want to make any assumptions but actually this is probably a bad bad because I I know a lot of women listeners but I was going to say I don't want to make any assumptions I think that there's probably more male listeners and that that may or may not be accurate yeah we have actually no idea but um, the men who are listening there's a lot of macho stuff that goes around. There's a lot of, oh, you know, suck it up. Or they're point, people are pointing fingers. Or even women too, you know, point fingers back the other way. Macho this, macho that. The, the challenge is listening. So I think that everybody should consider for I'm a sorry. second. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, but actually asking a question like that would be an example of listening. Most people are just like, yeah, no, I have stuff to say. <laughs> Are you done yet? Because I have something to say. That would, that would be more accurate. Um, I'm waiting. I, I just want to. I just want to put something on the table, and I, I'm really doing my best to create a context here for for men in particular. And I want to put some things out there, and then I would love to hear everyone's kind of feedback. And I want people who are listening just to let this sit for a second. So, men. This comes from some, some books that I'm reading, some work that I've done, people that I hang out with, that this conversation comes up a lot. I want you to think about when is the last time you were physically afraid? <laughs> okay, and your mind's probably blank <laughs> because 
we've all probably experienced it. It's really uncomfortable. Um, but I can tell you for one, I'm, I'm no macho, tough guy, whatever, but I literally cannot remember the last time I was physically afraid. I know it's happened a few times in my life. Now, <clears throat> turn to a woman if you're if you're near one. If they're this might be a little bit vulnerable for them, so maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I'm I shouldn't. Right here, right? You got yeah, you're here. You can you can answer mm -hmm. if you're willing to come in and, and say that. I should. What I'm saying is maybe not. Maybe turning to a woman and asking them that's probably not a very good idea unless you're really close might, with might actually person. create it. Right. right yeah, there. might create it. When's the last time you're physically afraid? Uh, <laughs> awkward. But but what I know is that I'm close with a lot of women, and I know that. Actually, why don't I, if you're willing to, yeah. to step in and, mm. and just that one question, just to start the conversation, like, what's that like for you? The last time I was physically afraid was actually on my way here. <sighs> Holy yeah. shit. No, that, exactly. And I'm not surprised. Okay. Can, yeah. can you, and, and I, I'm really interested to hear, okay, what was mm -hmm. that experience like? Like what actually happened? Yeah. So I was driving along um, John Laureate yeah. and it's, it's cold out. It's icy. And I was in. I was aware that I was in the blind spot of a car in the lane to my left, and suddenly they started changing lanes, and I, yeah, my heart rate was up right away. I was like, <gasps> and I, I knew my life was at stake in that moment. I, maybe I should edit that. My real, my body thought its life was at stake. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as as soon as I dropped back right away. Right. Aware that anyone behind me might be like, what the fuck, women? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, these female drivers. Which, you know, like the implications of this when it comes to the male female driving thing. Yeah. You know, when I'm sitting there white knuckling it, when my husband's like or the man driving the car is wow. you know, yeah. just driving like a pro, of course, because yeah. he is. I have to sit there telling myself, because I've done a lot of work on this, he is going to keep me safe. He's going to keep himself wow. safe. He's going to keep me safe. I don't have to. I'm talking to my body. I'm like, he's got us. He's got us. Don't worry, honey. He's got us. Wow. You wow. know, it never occurred to me in that, in that context, like driving. I actually was expecting a different story. I was totally mm -hmm. expecting a different story. I was expecting the walking to your car story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The f I I really appreciate that you said that because I'm actually shocked. I never even considered because it, it actually translates into everything, mm -hmm. right? I've been trained my whole life not to worry about physical threat yeah. indirectly. And a lot of people might, might not even be present to this. But it, it stems from everything from when you're a little kid, when your dad or your brother or your uncle was trying to suppress your crying down to, you know, being brave. If you hear a noise in the night, you must be brave. Right? Like, I think it has another premise also. Oh, I agree. It's, I yeah. think it's a deep, purely, a deep thing. Purely physical premise. Yeah, I agree. My understanding is that because male-bodied people have testosterone at such higher levels, I think it's like six... Or is it 16 times? I don't know. But like per per cubic volume, your muscles just have that much more power in them. Right. And my girl body mm. knows that you could kill me. Right. It just knows that. See, like, think I, about I could that. never like man. come in one on one, man well, versus woman. Well no, but that's the thing, right? Like what 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 men probably don't 
necessarily even think about just like how deep this conversation is yeah. but if you take a 130 pound woman and a 130 mm-hmm. pound man the 130 pound man in generally speaking okay is 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 far beyond her physical mm-hmm. ability strength just you know what i mean pound for pound yeah it's, it's not even the same thing and then but but women live once you realize it because there's probably a point like my little girl probably doesn't think about that yet or maybe she does I, I don't know right because her brother is so much physically stronger than her yeah. right but she's a strong little girl but it's just something that um, I think that people need to be more aware of and I don't know you tell me like wouldn't you say that this is a very strong foundational piece to the to the entire conversation like what's going on with yeah. with this whole thing with men and women and how men, men are just so unplugged to this mm-hmm. and I don't even excuse me I don't even think with trying to set this up but I'd be curious to hear from you David just that first part that I put on the table like this idea of being physically afraid is that something that you could put your finger on I uh, I'm here <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is something I can put a finger on for sure this is a conversation that's come up often in like just in my circle of people I have uh, a lot of female friends and um, and I've heard many stories and I'm in Vern's space you know there there are very few times where I've really felt concern for myself there will be a concern for for those around me and it's usually female Mm, yeah isn't that interesting that's yeah. usually the thing that's usually yeah, where that's you instincts go. for you that's instincts yeah. too right yeah and I, I like something that you said um, Nicole that was really critical for men to listen men you you we always wonder what's that movie everyone's always wondering what women want mm. and believe me when I tell you this if I knew 1% of what women wanted if I was 1% qualified to have mm. this conversation I'd be pretty excited but um, one thing that I'm pretty sure and I've heard multiple times is that women have to trust women have to trust the man Mm. there's this conversation an idea about like a surrender yeah it's like like you said when you're in the car and I'm actually sensitive to it now because my wife's mother I know she doesn't like to drive with me Mm. I know that she's had she had a you know, she's a woman, but she also had a bad car accident a long time mm-hmm. ago, and she gets freaked out when I'm when I'm three car lengths from another car. I'm mm. too close, mm. and I'm always like, "Oh yeah, it's okay," but I never. And then my wife, she's also naturally a bit skittish in the car. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of her mom or, or whatever it is, or because she's a woman. Like I just yeah. never, because she's always coaching me and always telling me what to do, and I'm always like, "Babe, I got this." Listen, you are welcome to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with that. And I and I and I was so desensitized to the to the fact that she might. It's so weird because there's a, there's a subtle distinction, but she might actually be afraid, mm-hmm. and that is like the last thing that I ever want. But she trusts me. Do right? you want to hear a few pieces from my perspective about just that tiny little? Piece? I'm sorry, Nicole. That's not the platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to leave now. Yeah, no. Let let us men figure this out. We, we, we've actually got this. Thank you. (laughs) Well played, well played. (laughs) It's, and I think it really speaks to just how rich a conversation there is that I can think of probably four or five things 
that, that to speak to within that within the tiny piece of story where you're in the car mm-hmm. with your mother-in-law and your wife. Mm-hmm. You you said whether it's because of the trauma or whether it's because they're women, and I'd say both. Yeah, sure, yeah. And the trauma recovery piece is something that a person can do something about. In like the person who's traumatized can can work toward healing that trauma. In our culture, though, we're not really super aware of the fact that mm-hmm. you can heal that much. Well, they're not even—they're not even aware that there's that much. There could be that yeah, much damage that first. There's an emotional wound there. Yeah. That there's like an imprint on the nervous system from that mm-hmm. terrifying experience. Totally legit, and also the piece where there there is a primal factor. There's just like, you know, it's built in, factory installed. You can't, you know, that it's just that's what you got to work with. Yeah. And but this is what I want to say first or wish I'd had said first is just thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you for having consideration of that. Because I think when women say, you know, when women threaten to black out their pictures, when women say, you know, you never listen to me. Um, what we're really saying is like, please, please just consider the reality of being a woman. And, and because that's been imagine. so, so there's been such a deficit. I think that's what that's what fueled feminism, you know, and that's what fueled women saying, well, fuck it then. You're not listening. You're not really taking me into consideration. I'm going to fucking like beat you at your own fucking game then. Just yeah. watch me. And you get women in the workplace being so ruthless. Right. It doesn't work right? either. That doesn't work. It's the other extreme. And, and I get exactly. it. Exactly. And get- then what has starts happening, women start getting all these reproductive organ diseases And men are wondering what the fuck they're for. You know, you, you brought up something really interesting. Our bodies, and, and uh, Joe Dispenza talks about it all the time, mm-hmm. uh, is a direct mirror reflection of, uh, of how our emotional well-being is currently, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where it's at. And uh, what he talks about is there's an ability to control, to reverse illness Mm -hmm. if you have and are training uh, and have it strong enough your your mental uh, awareness around it Mm -hmm. but what you pointed towards is what happens when your your emotional well-being is impacted influenced by Mm -hmm. our environment yeah the nervous system rules Mm -hmm. it just does body environment and time that's what joe dispenza talks about too is that people live in the context of body environment and time and and you actually need to remove yourself because that keeps reminding you constantly of who mm. you think you are. Mm-hmm. So you have to remove yourself from the body, the environment, and time where he talks about, that's where he talks about meditation is like yeah. forgetting who you are to create the new self. Um, anyhow, I, I just love this conversation and, and I hope that everyone's getting value from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, There's a couple other things I want to put on the table that I'd like to ask you about cool. because I want to switch gears inside the same conversation. So we created mm. a bit of a context for just the physicality of the whole thing. Yeah. And then I mentioned trust. Okay. So true or not true, if whether this is present for you or not, think about it. When you're with a man, let's say it's, let's, let's say it's intimate or, or there's potential for it to move that way. Mm-hmm. 
let's say even if it does get physical in some on some level and you're and you're willing you're happy this is cool there's still some part of you the only way you're really gonna move toward that your only way you're really gonna uh, with removing obviously the fear and the obligation and the pressure no pressure okay this is it's actually all good if it's all good trust really has to be present for you but really the trust is a this person's not going to hurt me because mm. like you said they could hurt you so you have to that's present for you all the time yeah. and number two um they're going to protect you if we're going down the road, if we're, now we're now we're seeing each other for a while. We live together. Now, you know I'm not going to hurt you, or at least you trust 100% for sure you're safe here. And then, if there is a physical threat, this is like deep down biological old school shit. If there's a physical threat and push comes to shove, you think that I'd be willing to die for you. Hmm. That's trust, right? To protect you. That's definitely in there, big time. Wow. And like to answer this question, I can, I can answer it on a personal level as Nicole. And I have to say, I feel so fucking lucky because I have never experienced rape. Oh God. Of Thank any good. kind. Yeah. And, and the difference that makes in my ability to trust men yeah. is huge because I'm not looking at anybody who has a male body wondering if he's going to do that to me again again and, being, right. and having my negativity bias mm -hmm. like all your put decisions. all my paranoia mm -hmm. to protect me from that yeah now i know people who have had those experiences who have done a shit ton of healing work right yeah and it that's what it's taken it's taken massive first of all i mean the me too movement you know, some men are like, what the fuck? Women are like, oh my God, yeah, finally I can talk about this. There's oh my probably God. women There's not so talking about it. so much deficit to, to make up for. There's probably still, here's the other thing about that. Now, this could go in a million different directions, and I'd love to hear your perspective on, on this part of it, but there's a couple things I want to make a, a point to. But, but the, the social movement, so we can say, and this could be for any thing that people are being activists about, but the social movement, all of a sudden, right we're talking about this with facebook comments and stuff it's all about me mm -hmm. i'm i care about this too and i've or and or i've been impacted by this too mm -hmm. and my situation's worse than your situation hashtag me too mm -hmm. right and now the 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 volume the noise of a thing like me too becomes so loud and totally not even about the thing that it originally was started for, that it drowns out the voices of all the actual other individual people mm. who now feel just as silenced. I, I would, I'd be willing to bet there's many women who feel silenced inside of the Me Too movement. Yeah, as because soon it's as so polarizing. As soon as, if I say Me Too and tell about my story, and anyone says, "Yeah, but," that just negates okay. everything that came before. Let's talk it about is yeah, so but for a emotionally painful. So here's another thing. You mentioned the word rape, and that is really intense. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to lighten it up just a little bit. Everybody knows who, who Amy Schumer is. Mm -hmm. She had a bit once, a joke that went a little bit like this. Like, like every woman in here kind of knows, like, we've all been raped just a little bit, right? Hmm. So that was her joke, yeah. and everyone sort of laughed. Right. And 
That's one of those jokes that she's making a joke about and she's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe not, people have an image of what rape is. Right. Okay, so let's talk about physical for a second again. Guys, you got, you got to imagine when you're with your woman, when you're with your wife, when you're with the person that you think probably trusts you and everything's all good or whatever, or even if you're starting to date a woman and you're wondering like, what's going on here? Just consider for a second, you have no idea what their history is. You have no idea when you lean in for a kiss or touch their hand or their wrist, they could instantly be going back to the last guy they thought that they could trust who like physically abused them mm -hmm. or physically harmed them or, or even or just emotionally them. too uh, emotionally too because even with the emotion it's more just impactful emotionally <laughs> just yeah even just emotions. sorry sorry but, ladies <laughs> but right sorry. well even with the emotion wouldn't you say that it, it's probably easier for someone to have a dramatic emotional impact on you if there's still that overtone of the physical well look if i can't if my words or my if i can't belittle you enough i could ultimately mm -hmm. i could just get physical with you so yeah either way i'm in the driver's seat because there's so many kinds of safety i mean there's physical safety and then there's the safety of the the social network the safety of having being provided for the safety of being protected when i'm not able to protect i mean uh, i think a lot of the the primal stuff comes down to the fact that, you know, there was the female, she reproduced young, you know, and back then before birth control, she reproduced young at quite a clip um, mm. while she was pregnant, while she was nursing, while she had two toddlers hanging on her. She, she could not run away from the cave lion very fast. Totally. She totally relied on the other woman to be like, a cave lion's cut or a saber tooth tiger's coming, like batten down the hatches, get in the cave, get the, rocks rolled in the way whatever the plan was if the men weren't around if the men were around she's totally counting on him to 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 win the fight to to fight in the first place i mean a lot of a lot of the work i did in unpacking this conversation was with a woman called Alison armstrong she has an organization called pax and her website is called understandmen.com and she speaks first to women she mm. wants women to know where men are actually coming from because one mm. of the problems is that women project and women women's bodies assume that 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 men are hairy selfish self-indulgent women really mm. that's how we relate to men they're misbehaving they right. know better and they're choosing to be jerks and this is and to be fair she says men tend to regard women as you know curvier sweeter smelling emotionally totally jacked men <laughs> that's so awesome not realizing that actually there's a whole different you know and she talks about how in um in all the animal kingdom kind of documentaries like the male of the species and the female of species the species and they have distinctly different roles but when we talk about the human species oh no 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 yeah. no we're equal we're equal yeah. we're, the, we're practically the same and it's just it's not yeah. helpful wow this could so she dispels all that so many different directions so i just want to just to wrap just to wrap at least this portion of it up because i know i want i want to hear from you david too because i i get that been a little polarizing here but i just wanted to presence this because it's really uh, uh close to home for for me uh on a couple i i have 
friends, women in my life who have experienced this. And guys, I'm not beating up on you here, okay? I'm learning this. I'm discovering this. This is a conversation that David and I have been having. We have daughters. We have wives. Um, this isn't about we're wrong, dudes. This is not what this is. It's it's that there's a there's a new level of 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 understanding. There's a new opportunity yeah. for connection and communication, and actually for all of us to get more of what we really want. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day. That's what's really there. So guys, we got to start talking to each other about about consent. What is mm-hmm. a yes? Like what is a yes? I'm in. It's okay to actually ask, hey, is everything good right now? Do you feel safe? Hmm. Like, what, what kind of a world would we be in if that was what the conversation was? And guys, if you're seeing other guys, this is going to get a bit uncomfortable. But you, you got to think, if we're the protectors, this is going to kind of be kind of weird. But who is the one protecting these single women out there hmm. who are actually trying to have a good time, just like everybody else? But... The very act of going out to try to have a good time, quite literally, they're risking it's their dangerous. life. Yeah. Like actually, if you really, if you, if when it really comes down to it, that's the reality. Because I promise you, we're only seeing a fraction, like a ten percent, of what's actually going on out there with the abuse and the and all that shit mm-hmm. on social. Because mm-hmm. there's things happening on a level that we might actually look and go, oh, no big deal. So what? The guy slapped your ass. Like, what's the big deal? Mm. Okay, but you're not considering all the baggage that comes with a big fucking dude slapping your ass. Maybe at your... What about at your job? At a restaurant or in a store? Yeah. Like, these things are happening, guys. And then what's happening is these women are going home and fucking crying themselves to sleep. So I'm tired of hearing that this isn't a big deal. And I get that I'm getting a bit intense, but this is what's necessary. we got to start talking inside the sexes and then come into the table with an open dialogue. Here's a really interesting polarizing example that just came on my radar like two days ago. Are you aware of what is considered, has been considered normal inside of society in in Papua New Guinea? No. Men beat their wives and this is up until recently that's just been how it's gone. Fuck, that frustrates the shit out of me. It has only recently been now like laws put in place that if you do this, you, you, you're you now going to jail. Now to reinforce it is a whole other thing because it's it's actually pervasive in the entire culture. This guy went and did a documentary and I can't remember, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to post mm-hmm. it here because it was fucking intense. And he was uh, uh, talking to this group of men, there was this gang, um, and he was uh, talking to them about how they treat their wives and if they love their wives and and they all said that they love their wives mm. and uh, and the guy he's like well but I, I really struggle to to relate to why you feel it's necessary to do the things that you do and they're not talking about um, it would occur as super extreme here we're talking like um, like a beating with a belt uh, with a knife what? They've even used weapons like um, sh- uh, bullets to the knees, kind of thing, what the to f- submit them. Because at the end of the day, from their context, they need to listen right. unequivocally. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you got to. And that's a reality right now. Like Ooh. this was 
two days ago and and i thought you know as a society we were i get that there are some cultures out there that are still very subservient the point is though dude what you're making here is that that for a woman and this i'm just this is just my perspective i'm thinking what they're absolutely clear about from a very young age is that even though that might be very far from most people's reality hopefully around here they know that that could be a reality for them Mm -hmm. like right and 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 not to beat this to death but guys you really got to wrap your minds around this just imagine you're you're lucky to be a man right we get (laughs) we get shit sometimes right but being a woman in general they got a lot of fucking shit going on with their bodies and stuff that we don't got to worry about but just imagine now what you just said about that country that's a, a normal thing now start thinking about what it's like to be a villager what it's like to be in a third world country what it's like to be in a place where there's not quote unquote proper authorities you couldn't even fucking report something if you wanted to. Right. And you're a woman. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and even that. that you would have women to turn to because you can expect empathy because they share somewhat that experience, but that even the woman might be like, look, you just got to submit. Yeah. You've just got to totally. put yourself under a bushel. You've just got to do what he says. Like, holy fuck. Can you imagine that was your reality? Like. Uh, I can't believe it. Anyways, I just, I hope that wasn't too intense. <laughs> it was totally intense uh, and and to be expected on a Saturday morning yeah. on this podcast. There you go. Holy uh, shit. Holy shit. Um, I also, you know, like being here on this conversation as a woman, hearing both of you have such a balanced perspective. You know, you're speaking to the men, you're saying, listen get it and we're not making you wrong this isn't about demonizing you like i'm melting over here the level of trust i have in both of you now like i mean it was already pretty good but it's just made a significant rise my hope for life i have daughters and sons the i you know the idea that this is going to go out there and get in you know men's ears and some women too Mm-hmm. Like us women, we have a part too. Mm-hmm. We got to understand what's really going on in a man. Mm-hmm. And we got to differentiate between a healthy man and one who maybe does have some trauma of his own. Well, that's the other thing too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because because every man as a boy was in a position of less power. Yeah. And whoever had the power in that household or in, in that little guy's world may have had severely harmful impact and if he's walking around with that yeah you make a really good point there um david knows a thing or two and we know a thing or two about what it's like to be a boy and to have the expectation of a man yeah that's very challenging as a boy you're right it's it's a it's a thing uh men you gotta hug your boys more sounds (laughs) silly hug your boys be sensitive to your boys. Have conversations with your boys about what it is, what it means to be a man, and what it means to be a provider and, and, a, and a protector, um, and and to be respectful, to ask questions, consent, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you uh, what you would like. Similar, to what I said to the men, like what we need to be saying to each other and mm-hmm. how we need to step up in general. I want to ask you uh, what you would say to women on that front. And before I go there, though, uh, just because it's present for me, you had mentioned something about being uh, pervasive, like it's 
Like that's how it is there in mm. Papua New Guinea, I think you said. Yeah. Um, I want everyone to Google rule of thumb. Google rule of thumb. You've all heard that, right? Well, it's the rule of thumb that it should be this far away from that wall and blah, blah, blah. The rule of thumb. Google that. Okay, so what would you say to women about what women can do to help themselves help men so all of us can mm-hmm. just just create something that actually works get get down to some communication here <laughs> oh the brief version yeah just just yeah. like like i said men you gotta start talking to each other yeah here. like like let's make this a conversation about like hey guess what i don't get women do you like yeah. like so what yeah. like what what's that really tight version of a conversation for women i think having? my tightest version would be heal heal your wounds um understand that you have them and heal them and then understand that you have like learn about how you have the primal package the monkey package mm-hmm. of a female and and the implications of that mm-hmm. and then oh my gosh just you know learn and practice choosing trust it, it's not going to come easy with the monkey package you have it's not going to come easy with the layers of trauma that you have, but like recover your nervous system, recover your, like be aware. There's so many indicators all over that men are actually there to provide and protect and that they want to, they really want to. And when we don't let you, you're left wondering what your fucking purpose is. So women, yeah, reach out for that healing there's a rebalancing that I hear in in owning who we are in the world and, and what we are capable of, what, what we are very good at. Uh, and there are there are people out there championing for for men, for example, like I, I think of Dwayne Clawson, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's he's always out there to uh, his mission is to kind of rebalance mm-hmm. the equation to have men own their masculinity, and, and but but also be sensitive, yeah, and have women own their their attributes as as a feminine, um, and and be sensitive, mm-hmm. uh, and and sometimes be a bit more forward Mm -hmm. bringing it around now full circle the conversation that you brought up at the very beginning here about three men sitting here standing here on thursday talking Mm. and you uh, unsure of where to now fit yourself inside Mm -hmm. of a a highly testosterone driven conversation that was totally Vern's fault. <laughs> so, so we're here on Thursday. We're here on Thursday night just to create some context. We're here on Thursday night uh, working on the podcast and some things that we're doing and there was three men and one woman. So Yeah. And and Nicole mentioned today when she showed up that she wasn't really sure you know what the opportunity is or, or what to do or, or um, well I'll leave it at that. And from from my side, and I and I totally appreciate it's coming from my like well just lean in and uh, and embrace the uncomfortable nature of an environment that you're not familiar with, and that is a direct uh, challenge, like it's a, it's a contradiction to you as a woman, because mm-hmm. you're not necessarily 
haven't haven't had the experience of doing that on an on an ongoing basis. I mean, there are some women out there that will come in and and you know that they're there. And there's probably an imbalance on their side to be overly mm. uh, forceful mm. Be, mm. To, as a compensation. No, yeah. no wrong. That's just whatever it is in their yeah. world. That's that's how they show up. And and there's a lacking on that front too, on, mm. on the, the more compassionate yeah, side. Yeah, and I wondered if that was what was there for me. Like, mm. is it about me learning to be more assertive and and to put myself in the conversation? Well, and, and I would stand say yes, up and and do yeah. it. But at the same time, I was actually really happy. Oh, that's to awesome. sit and listen and watch and witness because like here's three epic men saying like just spewing brilliance and i just want i was sitting there glowing and glowing and glowing and you know i've gained a certain amount of understanding that a woman witness to a man's glory glowing actually contributes you know that's a, there's a contribution there and then there was also the question of like wait, what else could I do? Like, mm-hmm. how else could I use my time here now in a way that gives me satisfaction so that I don't go away going, oh, men never listen, you know? And <laughs> yeah, right. and never get, and, and also, so far, my experience of the two of you has been that you've, you've, every time I've been here so far, you defer to me. You say, hey, Nicole, what do you think? Hey, Nicole, how about you say something about this? And that was the first time that you actually never once did it right. and it would be easy for me to go oh see they're not it just proves like everyone else. It's, here they right? go again yeah and i i just thought you know i don't like going there i don't want to go there what if something else was true what if this is an opportunity for me to yeah be introspective and find something find some treasure here find some juicy treasure and i came up with lots of ideas and also came in this morning going and today i'm going to have a voice Right. I mean, unless there's I don't. A, there's a decision that you made. And if I don't, yeah. I know what I'm going to do instead. And right. I'm doing both of them now. So you looked, that's the coolest thing is is, is you looked beyond, what this is. This goes beyond men and women and everything. This just is like a setting up for creation. Mm. You looked beyond your need to, you called it airtime, which I think is awesome. But you looked beyond your need to get airtime and you started to look at what, Okay, well, what, how else could I contribute? Mm-hmm. And there's something that you're talking about here that I think is really important to point out to both men and women. In relationships, I got to tell you, you know, my wife and I are, are cheerleaders for each yeah. other. When we go out and we hang out with people, I'm always, even sometimes I'm, whatever, bashful or gushing or, or make it like inflating it. Mm-hmm. But I'll talk about how amazing she is and how smart she is and how beautiful mm-hmm. she is. And I'm so lucky. Right. It probably drives some people nuts and that's, and that's cool. But I actually <laughs> don't care it. about them. <laughs> yeah. uh, who I care about is my wife. Yeah. Who I want to hear me speaking is her. Mm-hmm. I want her to hear from a distance me talking about her. And when, even when she jokes about it, like I tell her, I get her to Sometimes we do this at home. Even when she jokes about it and she tells me how strong I am and how safe she feels and how I'm doing such a great job and she's so proud of me, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a fucking superhero. Yeah. So you guys got to start becoming each other's cheerleaders too because I witness it all the time. A lot of times it's super innocent, but it's like, oh, fuck him, he never does anything. Oh, uh, him, oh, longest to do this. Him, oh, or, or same with her, oh, this one, fucking at the mall and da da you know, it's like, okay, well, if even if you're going to do that, put a positive spin on it. Do something. Start to cheer for each other 
And you might see something shift. Even if you are lying to your husband, when he gets up in the morning on Monday, before he leaves, if you were to like kiss him on the cheek and say, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this lately, but I am just so grateful that every day you get up and go to a job that you probably fucking hate just so that we can eat. Oh, I really and that's not that. lying at all. You're like, uh, well, like how might, can it be, right? It, it might not be lying, but the thing of it is, I don't think a lot of times we're present to it. Yeah. You don't even yeah. consider for a second, like... And I'm just, I'm not saying women don't do this, but you don't consider for a second that your husband gets up every fucking day, potentially yeah. Saturdays, mm -hmm. right? Five o'clock in the morning, goes up and he fires up the fucking plumbing van, gets it warmed up, comes in, makes coffee, gets his tool bag ready. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to a job that he has to go to and likely fucking hates it. Now, I get there's all choices and all these different things involved mm -hmm. in all that, but let's just assume for a second. That's, that's a the, good majority rule. Yeah, that's the reality for about 80% of people. Yeah. yeah. Every fucking day, mm -hmm. right? Give the guy a little bit of love, man. Mm -hmm. And same with your wife. She's home. You come home and the house is not yeah. mint. <laughs> and then you say something like, well, wow, fuck. Or you what think you that even to yourself. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> stay home with your two kids for a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And keep the fucking house tidy and keep them fed and keep your sanity and keep them entertained. Like, dude, yeah. let's be a little more forgiving. Anyway. So... In, in wrapping up, because we're, we're actually wrapping up. Um, it's it's a bit crazy. I'm not surprised. It, uh, yeah. yeah. In wrapping up, there is uh, something that we would like to leave with you. What, if, if any, are the things that you do do to really honor your partner? I'd, I'd love to hear what some of those things are. And and what are you hearing now as uh, as something that you've always... It's been in the background in your mind in your mind in your world as a thing to do and you haven't done it yet. And what is that thing? And are you actually willing to embrace it, take it on and and get the impact that you're going to make? Like there's a ripple effect that you have no idea about and it will be as Nicole would say, juicy. So that was episode 44. We really Thank you for uh, spending time with us and listening to us and being with us in this conversation. And we will see you next week. Come on, Vern. Yum. Say hi at the just life dot, or say hi at the just podcast dot life. <laughs> oh, no, you totally screwed it up. I totally screwed it up. So hold on. I'm, this isn't part of the podcast. Say hi. At the gist dot life. Yes. Fuck, I don't know why that's so hard for me. It's because you got the podcast. Yeah, I got the range. podcast thing stuck in there. Okay. The gist dot life. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so I got to tell you, the whole time, all I was thinking is, holy fuck, like, how do I switch this? I got, so I, I just had a lot I wanted to share. Dude, the perfect. fact that you were there, it really, right? But I kept, the whole time, I was like, fuck, man, David's not saying anything. Fuck, how do I get David in there? Like, I literally had that going on in my head. <laughs> this is so distracting. <laughs> But it's just that's a that's a deep that's a lot of shit, right? I just yeah, you know. Hey, you had something to say, and uh, and go figure. We have a platform where people can actually say what needs to be said, and there's a dynamic now, a sensitivity. This is part of us truing ourselves up. Because yeah, totally. There will be an ongoing on Saturdays in particular. There will be an ongoing conversation with multiple people, and so how as the stewards of the conversation. Do we, uh, are we managing it and being sensitive to, to it? I have no idea.
I don't have an answer to that. And I would I would say that you you were sensitive to it. You were you were bringing it into my mm-hmm. into my world. And quite honestly, I didn't really know what to say. Right, right. There, there was a conversation. I'm like, dude, you fucking keep talking, man. Because I, I, I there's nothing else that I could say that that isn't already being said. And and you already had it right there, front and center. So I think there is just a an embracing and just kind of letting it go. And the, to be mindful now on on your side or my side or, or your mm-hmm. side. If you are on that tangent. What is a question right. that we can ask to then bring somebody in? That is, in, that I don't know. Like I, I don't really know how that would work. I but. wonder if we should create, like, like what you're saying makes sense though, right? Because just things to be sensitive to. Like you said, okay, if you go on a rant, for example, it's like, well, at the end of the rant, I could just leave it, and then you guys give your feedback, or I could, I could say, okay, so like, even if I just said, so David, what are you, what are you hearing? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So open ended. Yeah. So leave an open ended question at the end, but then the other thing I think with that is, for example, you said the stewards of the conversation. Like, if you're over there and you're seeing a lot of this going on, um, there's a way to listen. And then maybe like what I do a lot of times is I'll listen to you. Let's say it was the other way around and you guys were going back and forth a lot. When I put in my like two cents, I will, I will say something about what I've gotten. And then I might ask a clarifying question because I know that there's some people out there going, this is really good, but I'm just trying to think about what other people might be missing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's how I might contribute by saying, okay, this is what I think I heard. Can you tell me more about that or something? And then at least that's a really good. Yeah. And also um, like, do you have anything to add or you? Right. What are you hearing? Do you have anything to add? And then if you're the listener, you say, what's showing up for you? What's, what's the, what are are you you feeling from your perspective here? Because in a conversation like that, I mean, there's a world of shit going on now in my head and and now looking back and going, am I like, am I being really that sensitive? Have I like, there's all of that now running in the background, right? Well, that's what I was looking to, I should see if we would have had this conversation beforehand. Um, that's what I was actually, if I would have thought of it, I should have asked that, like, what are you hearing? Because well, I just, I just sort of showed up. This wasn't, necess- this wasn't my plan. I, I wanted, I wanted this, it's funny, I had this idea that this would be like a five minute segment of the podcast. I was like, I'm totally bringing this up on the podcast on Saturday, man. I'm fucking, this is driving me crazy, man. It's got to get out there. And then it like took the, took over the whole podcast, which yeah. is fine because that's why we're doing a podcast. Yeah, this, right? totally but I, that wasn't my intention. To but take over the next well, I think it's really great that Nicole was here because it it now balanced out the conversation. It certainly did because it because yeah. it, it yeah. may have occurred like this fucking guy thinks he knows shit. Like, <laughs> well, I just wanted to give my but perspective. You, but you for, do, you do know shit. We all know shit. It's so it's so juicy. Like, I really love the whole rebalancing part and bringing it into like this idea that we're not. We're in it together. Mm. We are stuck with each other. That might as well be a great thing. Like, yeah, I could be happy to be stuck with you. Yeah, hashtag stuck, That's right? That's Huey Lewis. <laughs> Actually, That's speaking, I something I did want to ask you about, and we're getting an audio, this, which is cool, but when I, I said I wanted to come back to you about the social thing, not just necessarily me too, but this kind of your world, like what, what are your thoughts around these things that just get fucking viral and just get polarizing? Like, it, to me, I feel like a lot of times it starts out from somewhere good and, 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 and meaningful, and then I feel like it just 
takes on a ride of its own, and then every like even the whole, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation, people have no fucking idea even what we're fighting about over that. The, the kneeling during the national anthem thing. Oh right. Everyone's making it about people in uniform and the national anthem. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. He was trying to disrupt. Mm-hmm. Like, look, if I take a knee during the national fucking anthem. People are going to listen and wonder why. Yeah. And he was taking a knee because people of color are being fucking persecuted. <laughs> They're being killed and shit. Like literally. Mm-hmm. Like women. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole other conversation. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So hashtag me too. Colin Kaepernick. These things get way out of control. What's your take on that? Um, it all comes inside of, from my perspective. Like it all this, comes inside? Sorry, I had to. It's, this is not an official podcast. I just. <laughs> oh, Vern. Sorry. Grow up, man. See, that's what I do. That's one of the things I do sometimes. Anyway. And don't you want to be safe to do it? Like it's. Yeah, funny. totally. Come on. Well, and so Explosive before I was rudely content. interrupted. <laughs> I can see you struggling over there. What you're doing right now is formulating an answer, and you're welcome. <laughs> well, I keep going no, back geez. to there is this. This pull to want to be heard and understood. Absolutely. And and what I see happening, and I don't pay a whole lot of attention to a lot of that stuff. Sure. So in full disclosure. But what I see happening is like, oh my goodness, this could be it for me. Like this could be now a place of safety for me to share what's going on. And I'm sorry, I'm like talking to him because I'm facing him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not meant, I don't mean to ignore you because I'm not ignoring you. I believe you. Uh, what happens is, and I think we touched on it already, uh, it gets to this critical mass and uh, and now my voice is just not heard anymore. So I think it's it's all with good intention and then the opportunity is for, if it is significant for you, then leverage the platform for you and and begin to have a uh, create a dialogue around you, and and stop trying to um, be part of. So it, it is part. It's like this mm-hmm. this uh, you know you can go with the masses, and guess what? You're you're a head in a sea of heads. Well, that's just that's just what happens. Or you can say you know what? This isn't. This is crazy. This I relate to. Me too. Yeah. And here is my story inside of me too. And here's what I'm committed to doing for me and for those in my community mm-hmm. to now make make a difference and, and it not be lost in the noise because it's actually not about the noise. It is here. It is for mm-hmm. me. It is relevant for, for here and for me. Mm-hmm. What we tend to do is jump on the bandwagon. And then we will have said something. There is just a voice, you know, like, yep, hands up. I agree. And then we leave it to to whomever to sort it out. Mm. We do not. We no longer have responsibility for it. We've mm. we've actually given it away. We said, okay, so I've said my piece. I've contributed. You go do what you need to do. Well, no, that actually doesn't work. And and it's a byproduct of what happens. I love what you just said. So, basically, in a nutshell. Your voice gets drowned drowned out. Eventually, it just becomes so big, no one's being heard now. But what you're talking about is, um, what I wrote down here was, I hear responsibility in what you're saying. 
mm. responsibility. Like, okay, so if you're a part of the the Me Too movement, what are you now responsible for? It's like what you said. What are you going to own then inside of that? Are you just going to be another voice that complains and says like, look at I'm a victim and and I'm going to I'm blaming that person or this thing for that? Okay, well that and might go ahead. That, just removing the expectation that. Um, something is going to be resolved. Yeah, something's just going to happen. It's not. It never does. Ever. Totally. So what are you going to do to make it happen? For you. Who do you know that this is having an impact on? Who can you talk to that would drive awareness in the micro-community of Papua New Guinea where this shit is fucking rampant and something gets takes hold and and gets traction? Mm. That's the difference maker. Oh, something I was going to ask you about on the podcast too is I, I, I forgot about this. I was going to ask you because we were talking about like women and, and, and trust and, and being able to say what needs to be said. Mm. And I was going to, because we actually, we had a pretty fucking intense conversation yesterday on our triad account, mm. accountability group. And um, I actually think there was a little bit of that man, woman dynamic in there too. Like, because we, oh, we have two Don't kid yourself, man. It was mm-hmm. there. We have two men and one woman, right? Mm. And, but what we created out of it, it kind of already happened in the beginning and it, it happened anyway. But what we created is we actually communicated and gave each other permission. So sometimes you get into a conversation where you, you, you've left the room. You're not communicating anymore. Mm. You're not listening. Mm. And it's not even you speaking if you're responding. You're just fucking yelling or whatever. So that's not a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes those things happen and you're triggered or you you can't, you're not you anymore. So we've given each other permission to just say, look, I'm not in a position to listen right now or you're not listening. Mm. We, we can't have this conversation right now or, or just ask for what you need. Oh. It could just oh. be like, look, you're oh. giving me advice oh. right now and I actually just, I just need, need to see. get this out <laughs> and I need you to listen. So we, we created that. So I, I was going to ask you to, to give your feedback, like explain what that was like for you and what happened on the podcast. So, yeah, I found that, that whole interaction really fascinating because I was listening <laughs> And, uh, and I saw, because I can appreciate where both sides was coming from, and I get where Heather comes from as a, a practitioner in, in, um, in coaching and, and hearing the, not just the, the, the lower layer, but like sub layers underneath that. But then there is a sensitivity to the readiness or, or have, have you actually, is that actually the context of the conversation? Uh, and, and so the disconnect that ended up happening there. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how I saw it was, yeah, she's like ready to go. <laughs> and she, she, yeah, so that's exactly it. Yeah, and, and, and then the, then what happened is um, you're backed in the corner. Mm. You're being challenged, and as men, when you're challenged, you, you react to it mm-hmm. with yeah. the instinctual monkey brain that ends up ha- that it's always there. To your mm-hmm. point, it's and 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 that was it. You know, gloves were off. Like holy fuck, here we go, and and there was no rationalizing it at that point. At that at that point, it was it. So now in, instinct turned over. There was a need to just like. Uh, I am going to make sure you get me and you understand that I'm not being heard right now and I'm yeah. going to do it the way men do it. And, and we also know that that doesn't work, but in the moment it was a mute point. It's like, no, 
this is how it goes. And then and then the the being right on both sides, I'm like, mm. dude, you're like, it was just so interesting to see it. Yeah. So interesting to see it. Oh, so yeah. many, so many thoughts. One of the things that was cool, this is subtle, but it was interesting because I realized it. Um, most of the conversation was occurring between me and my friend Heather. Mm-hmm. And we were getting, like, we love each other, but we were getting pretty, like, it's a relationship. Yeah. We were getting heated, Sounds right? like it got it, intense. What's actually interesting about it is we're fighting for each other. Right. Totally. And we're both going, you're not listening. No, you're not listening. That's mm. basically what we were saying that's exactly. with a bunch of other words. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, right. it's almost like, sounds but, like you were fighting for the you in each other. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But what was interesting is at one point I had said, you guys, you guys keep doing this. And you guys keep doing that. <laughs> and then <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when that landed. Because David had hardly, at that point, he probably said like two words in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And then later it was brought up and it was like, dude, you said you guys. Like, and this was a conversation that I think I remember if it was David or Heather that brought it up. But it was like, this is a conversation that was going on between you and Heather. I, I brought it up. And I was like, yeah, it's so because I was just caught up in it now. At this point, mm-hmm. I'm me over here by myself and I'm on the phone with two people and they're both a target now or they're both responsible for what's going on here, right? It was just, I wasn't even... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, really, once just, once you're turned into a hammer, everything's an nail. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> oh, it, it was a great metaphor. Really interesting, but anyhow, um, we should probably uh, uh, get to the next part. <laughs> wrap it up. This is us wrapping it up. This is us wrapping it up. <laughs>